ladies and gentlemen, listening from around the world, we are live! Welcome to this episode of Tailgates and Teasers! And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, introducing your host, Drew Gwerner! It's time! Alright, welcome in episode 13 of Tailgates and Teasers. I'm your host, Drew Gwerner. Got a fun episode lined up for you today. Got my boy Cam Trudell from Riverside, California, coming on the show. He's passionate about the game of baseball, wants to pursue a career in coaching. So a little bit of background on Cam real quick. We played college ball together at Holy Names up in Oakland, California, but he was an assistant coach this past summer, first summer of coaching for the West Boca Snappers. They are part of the South Florida Collegiate League, really, really good conference there. He went back there, got some really good experience, won the whole thing in his first season coaching. Pretty cool, pretty cool. So... Going to have him on, talk about that. 2018, they were nationally ranked 17th in the country. 2019, they were nationally ranked 14th in the country. I have a feeling that they're probably going to be top 10 ranked next year. So looking forward to talking more about that with him. Also, he is a graduate manager now at Cal Baptist University. Cal Bap, uh, for those of us who know, are a really good program. They're Division One now, and they are also in Riverside. So he's right in his backyard getting some experience there, being the graduate manager and helping out with the baseball team. So looking forward to talking about that with Cam. Before we get into that, we have a special episode today for you involving the boys of the Dirty Bird Bowl. The other day in the group chat, you know, they were like, fantasy football playoffs are coming up. You should do an episode. They were joking around, but I was serious. And Cam Trudell is the number one seed in that league, so nobody better get, get to interview him and then also have his thoughts on the league. We got playoffs coming up. We have matchups. We got the Sacco between Sleepy and Keenan. Shout out to those guys. Also, just shout out to Garrett, uh, Brad Brent, Noah, and Will. Some other guy by the name of Josh Nelson, the finesse kid. Uh, he's my opponent this week in the first round of playoffs, but it's probably some scrub off the streets that it's probably going to bow down to me again. So looking forward to facing him this week. But yeah, going to get some live call-ins from the boys, get their thoughts and stuff. So really excited about that. It's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, before we get into it, we have the Broken Bat Workshop. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at the Broken Bat Workshop. Use the code TNT10 for 10% off your order at checkout. Also, Perfect Golf. Use the code TAILGATES, all caps, for 20% off your order there. Uh, follow them on Instagram. They're really top of the line, you know, golf brand, really cool content creators. So uh, be sure to follow them. And also joining us today will be Summer Rodriguez coming on in a little bit. Talk about her quarantine project that she started up. Uh, one of my friends from college and great, great person. She's started this create for a cause. Uh, be sure to follow it on Instagram. It's underscore create for a cause underscore. And she basically has really, really cool designs that, you know, customizable designs and throws them on t-shirts, hoodies, uh, sweatshirts, short sleeves, long sleeves, you name it. Really, really cool stuff. Does a different theme each month 
And then out of those t-shirts and stuff, uh, proceeds go directly to a charity of her choice and she chooses stuff each month. So it all goes hand in hand. She's going to come on later, talk about that a little bit more. But right now, let's welcome in Cam Trudell. Let's go. All right, joining me now for episode 13, we have Cameron Trudell. Cam, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. It's always a good time talking to you. Of course, of course. So little information for the listeners. You know, you, you're into coaching now. You want to get into it uh, further down the line. You, you're really passionate about it. You love the game of baseball. Uh, what got you into coaching? Man, the game of baseball has just been, it's been in my life since I was, you know, five years old, kind of like yourself. And, you know, playing high school ball and, that's kind of where I fell in love with coaching. I kind of got into coaching youth sports at, at that time when I was in high school. And I loved it. I just love teaching um, the game of baseball because I, I related a lot to life. You fail in life a lot and you fail in baseball a lot. And it's about how you overcome those failures is the kind of player that you are on the baseball field and the kind of person that you are, you know, off the field and, you know, getting the opportunity to play college ball with, with you um, mm. and going through that experience. Um, it was eye-opening for me, and I liked it a lot. I love college baseball, and that's where I want to be. And to be able to work with kids between the ages of 18 to 22, 23, and, you know, it's a really important time in their lives. And I feel like I would benefit, um, you know, young athletes at that age. And, you know, when I what the kind of coach that I want to be is, is when you put on that college coach, your college coach hat, you're bigger than a coach, man. You're, you got to be a father figure for some kids that are away from home. You know, you got to put up with the 2 a.m. phone calls. Your players are out in trouble or doing something. And there's a lot of different roles, and I want to be able to fill all of those roles. You know what I mean? I, I'm not just a baseball coach. Obviously, the wins and losses are going to get me a paycheck, and they're going to have a roof over my head. But the things that I'll teach the kids is, as young men and going in their life is, is what I want to do because that lasts a lot longer than their playing career. You know, whether they get the opportunity to go on and play professionally is up to them. Um, but the, the, the lessons that I teach them through the game of baseball and through life is what will make them great husbands and great fathers and great people in the world. So that's kind of right. what I want to do, and that's, that's the reason why I want to do it. All right. That's awesome. So you mentioned being away from home. Just to give a little background on yourself real quick, you're from Riverside, California, Southern California, came up to Holy Names University where we played together up in Oakland, California. Um, but now you did some summer ball coaching, uh, with, uh, let's see here, South Florida collegiate baseball league. Uh, talk about that a little bit. I know your team went to the championship, won the whole thing. So talk about that experience and what that was like for you, your first summer of coaching college ball. Yeah, man, it was cool. Um, unfortunately we know that we didn't necessarily win a ton of games in college. (laughs) Um, so it was cool (laughs) to be out there and be in a winning environment. And to see what that's like and to be able to coach great athletes. I mean, we had guys from all over the country. Um, it was cool to be able to actually to play this summer. I know a lot of teams and a lot of kids, not only did they get their spring season wiped, but they got their summer season wiped too. So it's like two seasons that every college baseball players, you know, counting on, they didn't get those. So we're very fortunate. And that's props to our league, South Florida Collegiate League, to, to get in that league off and the players for – you know, sticking it out for over three months of the season. Um, but it was great, man. We had, you know, we got guys like Derek Cartai, who's an FIU shortstop, who's going to do big things. Corey Acton, um, Florida, second baseman. Both guys are going to 
for sure make money playing baseball. And it was yeah. cool to be in that environment. And we were, we were, you know, one of the best teams that I've ever seen with my own two eyes, um, talent wise. And then to see not only the talent, but to see them play as a team and lock it down for a season, because that was their season. Like I just said, they got, you know, their spring season got washed away like everybody else. So this is right. just a time for them to compete and win and, and try to win something. And we did, we were fortunate enough and the ball bounced our way. And we, it was great. I, I really great opportunity. And it's, that's one of the reasons getting that little sneak peek into coaching is, is what's made me fall in love with it even more. And I, I can't how'd wait you guys, to uh, keep going. How'd you guys celebrate when you won oh, the whole thing? We celebrated with the, with the dog pile. Um, first off, so I'm not, it was a little different, you know, that's yeah. the first time being a, being a coach and not being a player. I wanted to just run out there, you know, yeah, but just that's, jump that's, on the pile. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I hung up my <laughs> cleats, I hung them up. So I put, I hung yeah. up the cleats and put turfs on. Um, so I just, you know, embraced our coaching staff and said, good summer way to get the job done. And then the kids rushed the field and, you know, we're water bottles everywhere, water jugs on, on the mound. And it was a good time. It was a good time for sure. And then, you know, we no all champagne or fun. is that, that too much for summer ball? Uh, it's too much for summer ball. We got some kids <laughs> that weren't uh, 21 years old. So I, you know, gotcha. we can't get caught up doing that. But, you know, after that, we, we obviously hung out afterwards and had a good time. And uh, we went back to one of the coaches' houses and celebrated um, with everybody. It was cool, man. It was a great experience. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to go out there. It's it's definitely a destination that I want to go back to. Yeah, um, I loved. I loved my first time being in Florida. I don't know. Well, if you, you mentioned too that league. I I have not, but you mentioned too that league is like one of the top leagues, right? You yeah, man. Top so top it, five or something like that. I would say country. I would say moving forward, there'll be a top five summer league um, in the country. Um, we were fortunate enough to be able to play this year, so a lot like like the Cape, the Coastal Plains League. Um, Northwoods, they all got kind of shut down or delayed. So a lot of colleges like LSU, Florida, stuff like that, they flushed their players to our league. So we were yeah. swamped with talent this year. Not just only my team, the whole league um, had talent. Yeah. And so I think moving forward, you know, we had a, I think we had a great year as a, as an entire league. And, you know, that'll boost our resume and, 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 and all that give us a little bit more street cred, <laughs> as right. you would say. And, um, I, I, moving forward, it'll definitely be one of the top leagues. And we had a lot of scouts out there this summer too, because, you know, like I said, we're one of the only ones being able to play. So that obviously right. helps as well. So it'll definitely be, I'm excited to see where the league goes and I'm hoping to be a part of it. Moving right. forward to it sounds like a great experience. So now you're at Cal BAP, which is right in your backyard, Riverside. What are you doing for the baseball team there? Yeah, it was cool to move back home. Some of my uh, old teammates have said that I've crossed over to the dark side. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a team that we liked uh, playing against, especially myself being from Riverside. I, you know, it's that yeah. hometown little rivalry. But it's cool to be back, man. I love being back home. Um, it's cool to be a part of that program. Gary Adcock is the head coach there. He's he's a great coach. He's a great guy. Um, you don't get to see the, the person that he is um, when you're on the field playing against him. Right. You know, you just see him crazy, you know, yelling and trying to win a ball game. But to be able to see the method and, and the mad to the madness and to be a part of it, I'm a manager there right now. I'm a graduate manager. I'm getting my master's in sport and performance psychology. Um, and yeah. he's allowed me to work close with the team. Um, I basically throw BP. I hit a fungal. I'm a fly on the wall. You know, I'm, I'm a coach, kind of without the coaching responsibilities. I don't have to write the lineup. I don't have any responsibilities. Sometimes it's better that, that way. <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet. I, you know, don't yeah. give the keys to the car yet. So it's cool to be able to learn and to be in yeah. that program and to be able to learn from him and 
he's had success. You know, he's built that program up. He's been there for a long time. He's built him up from an NEI to a Division Two, and now to a Division One. And they won the WAC conference, is the conference that they're in. They won that conference the first year in Division One baseball. So he's had success at every single level, and it's um, it's a privilege, honestly, to be there and to be a part of that now. And I'm hoping that we get a season. I'm hoping it's looking like it, we are right now. Right. So that'll be that'll. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get everything in order and we actually get to play. So, right. but I'm loving it, man. Awesome. So you're just getting your feet wet. You have really good experience just the one year that you've been coaching. But who would you take away, or what do you take away from those really good coaches? And what would you say your style is like? Who do you want to compare yourself to? Whether it be those two guys that you've coached under already, or a co- collegiate coach that's top notch, or even a pro guy. Like, who do you want to be? What do you want your style to be long term? Yeah. Um, going long term, I, I I'm a Dodger fan, so it's a little bit of a homer. But Dave Roberts, I yeah. I love everything about that guy, and I love everything that he stands for on the field and off the field. And the Dodgers have a lot of a lot of players that could be a lot of players that are on the bench that could be everyday players for a lot of other teams in the league. And the ability as a coach to be able to you know get those guys to buy in to hey, you're gonna play every third day. You're not gonna play every day. That takes a lot to be able to control that locker room with professional athletes. And that's right. something that I want to be able to do. Not only do I know when to hit and run and when to pull a guy or whatever, but you got to be able to get your guys to buy in. And you got to get your guys to be, to be able to buy into the process. And that's what wins games. And that's something that that guy that I've always I've read about him um, and a guy that I strive to be. But um, coaches that I coached with this summer, Riley McEachern, um, he played – uh, big league ball and, and he's now in the coaching world um and he's he was the head coach of our summer team learned a lot from him on how to handle pitching it's his background I wasn't a pitcher you know I'm sure you've seen me throw the ball Drew it, it's not very good hey you've seen mound, me throw the ball <laughs> you actually struck me out a couple times in inter squads you did it still haunts me it still haunts me but uh he was a good guy to learn from but the the coaches at Cal Batman they've They've been a, a tremendous. They've taken me under their wing, and they know what I want to do long term, and they know I want to coach. And, uh, infield coach Jesse Peta has been really good. He's he's taught me a lot, and uh, Gary Adcock has taught me a lot as well. Not only just X's and O's, but how to get the guys to buy yeah. and how to get yeah. them to 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 be accountable and hold each other accountable and to work hard. And I'm definitely learning how to how to how to win and and how to get the guys to to buy in. So. Definitely learning a lot from those two guys. Are you trying to stick to the infield, do some hitting, just kind of utility all around wherever they want you? Or, like, what's your long-term goal? Another long-term question, but. Long-term goal is I want to be a head coach one day on my own program. I'm not ready for that yet, though, right? I'm not ready for that yet. I got to work for that a little bit. Um, I guess working your way up. You're working your way up. But, like, what uh, would you want to do right now if you could? For sure. I played played infield in, in high school and in college. That's my background. Um, and that's, that's the, the position group that I like the most. Um, so that's kind of, I would say my quote unquote expertise. Um, I have the most knowledge in that area. Hitting is fun, man. It's a, it, and there's not one way to hit and that's why I love it. And it's super cool to, to learn, um, about the different approaches and the different ways of training and stuff like that. So I'm learning a lot in the hitting aspect because it changes every day. It changes constantly. There's obviously different approaches, different ways to swing, Way to bats, way to balls. Some people don't like that. You know, it's different. But infield, I, I like it a lot. I'm very drawn to the infield. Um, I have a – because I played it, I think that's why I, li- I 
I hold it dear right. to my heart, but right. I think moving forward, I'm probably going to have to land a, a job as an infield coach, maybe a hitting coach, um, something like that. But long-term, definitely want my own program somewhere, anywhere in the country. I'm very open. I have no, not necessarily any ties to California. Um, so I'm, I'm open to anything. Uh, but long-term, cool. definitely want a head coaching job, head coaching job for sure. Awesome. So you mentioned Dave Roberts earlier. You are a Dodger fan. You're from SoCal. Let's talk baseball a little bit. Congratulations as a Dodger fan since 88. You weren't alive for it yet, but love the shirt. Love the shirt. Uh, you witnessed the World Series. Were you in person when they won the whole thing? I know you went to a few games, but just talk about what games you went to and like what the experience was like with COVID and everything. Yeah, man, for sure. I wasn't there when they clinched it. Uh, I wish I was. Um, yeah, me and my pops and my uncle flew out there. We were at games uh, four and five. We were at the heartbreaking game when Kaylee Jensen blew that save and, and oh the God. ball squirted away and Brett Phillips is, you know, got that jam shot. It was a cool game to be a part of, but, man, I wouldn't be lying to you if I said the atmosphere was the same. It was, it was very different. It's really yeah. weird, honestly. You know, you're in a beautiful ballpark they got there in Arlington. It's a brand-new ballpark. It's beautiful. Is the outside um, as ugly as what people say it is? It is, man. It is. It is. It is. Okay. It, is. Yeah. it looks like a barn. It does. It does. Yeah. And everything that you've heard is, is spot on. Uh, inside is nice. There's a couple of blind spots. Like, you know, you can't see sometimes down the line or, or something like that. I, I'm not sure how that design works, but it's, it's great inside. It's a retractable roof. Um, it was a little cold there. So some days that some nights they had the roof uh, open or some colder nights or chance of rain. I think game three or game four, yeah, game four, um, there was a slight chance of rain. So they covered up the roof. Um, and so there's that, but it was a different environment. I mean, the, the capacity wasn't quite there. There was only, I want to say they were at what, like 20% capacity. And, uh, you know, you're, you're talking a stadium that sits you know, 50,000 people. Right. And it's just not, it's just not there. You don't have the buzz in the stadium, you know, right. I was telling my dad, it's weird. You know, first pitch is about to be thrown and they did a recording national anthem. National anthem wasn't live. <clears throat> Seventh inning stretch wasn't live. It was just, it's a weird feel. It didn't feel like a world series game. It didn't necessarily even feel like a playoff game. Honestly, it felt yeah. like uh like an inner squad really. And that's what I compared it to is, you know, us back at Holland Ames playing an inner squad game. That's the kind of, <laughs> vibe you get there wasn't there's was no fans in their squad or anything like that yeah. and it's just it was different I'm sure it was different for the players some of the players talked about it being a challenge kind of getting yeah. motivated were there stuff, but. were there more fans for the Dodgers or Rays would you say uh definitely more Dodger fans definitely yeah. more Dodger fans yeah especially outside of the stadium too some were more uh royal blue I was gonna say blue but they're navy blue um but yeah definitely more Dodger fans than there was Rays fans um but it was it was a good turnout. The Rays had, had, had some guy, people there, too. Um, it was cool. It was a cool experience to definitely take in a baseball game, haven't taken in a live MLB baseball game all a year. While. So yeah. it was, we were super lucky and fortunate to be able to go out there, and uh, I had a great time. It was great. That's awesome. Cool. So obviously it was a little different uh, at the World Series, but what, what would you say the current state of the game is at right now? Like, do you think it's head, heading in the right direction? Do you think – Guys like Trevor Bauer, Tatis, do you think they're changing the game? What's your opinion on baseball? The home run strikeout thing, getting on base, singles, like just give your entire perspective of the game of baseball and where you want it to go personally. Yeah, I think the game is in a great spot. I think we got the, the, the MLB has got a lot of young talent and yeah. a lot of guys that they, they'll be able to promote. I just hope that they do. You know, luckily we got guys that like Fernando Tatis has got his own YouTube channel and does stuff like that. Bauer, you know, he's the most notable one. 
And him having a great year this year is, really helps the league. You know, everybody should be happy about his success because he, he likes to put it out there for everybody. He's growing the game, and I love that. And just mm-hmm. like our buddy Aiden McIntyre is doing the same thing. You know, he's yeah. trying to grow the game in his part. And shout out to him for doing that. He's, he's doing a him. great job. Great job. Oh, doing with a that great too. job. Yep. Great job with that. Love those. Um, yeah, I hope the game grows a lot. There's a lot of young stars that are ready to just burst onto the scene and, and take it over. Now, the thing is, is that as society, there's, you know, baseball's a slow game and, and everybody's trying to speed it up. It, it, it's, it's a slow game. It is what it is. But I think yeah. if we make it exciting and we don't, get mad when guys hit a ball 450 feet and they want to flip their bat you got to do that you got to allow that you allowed some yeah. flair and if a guy strikes you out with a 100 mile fastball and he wants to strut off the mound then you should have got a hit you know what I mean so yeah I think it's fun I think it adds a lot of fun to the game I think it adds like a bit of competitiveness to the game you know mm-hmm. no pitcher is going to want Tatis to flip his bat to the dugout after he hits a 460 foot tank off of him so it adds that extra component of competitiveness and I think it's great for the game. I hope the game goes in that direction. <clears throat> Guys are bigger, stronger, faster, throwing the ball harder. So balls are going to go farther. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big ground ball guy, you know, backside yeah. ground balls. And, and, you know, there's a place for bunting. There's a place for it. Right. Um, you know, got to move a runner over. Maybe a guy's dominating on the mound and we need a hit or, you know, move Break a guy the momentum over. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we got to do something like yeah. that. But, you know, pitching is a, Pitching is good nowadays. So it's tough to string together three or four hits off of guys. You know, guys only give up three or four hits in a game. So right. you get that hit and you got to, you know, your approach better be to get that ball in the gap. I need you on second base or you hit the ball over the yard and get us a run. And I think, you know, like we said, we talked about the Dodgers a little bit. You know, they led the league in bombs most uh, in the past, like, three or four years. And they've had success, finally got over the hump this year, and were able to do good things. But, you know, pitching – I think pitching and power from an offensive standpoint, power, that's, that's what's going to win you games now. You know, power pitching and power hitting is, is the way the game's going, and I love that the game's going in that direction. Yeah. And Because, you know, guys are better athletes nowadays. You know, they have, they have more access to more things, and, you know, they got to be able to showcase that. And everybody loves the long ball, right? And that's yeah. what will grow the game, you know? So I love yeah. it. I, I, I want the game to keep trending in the right direction. I just hope that – the league promotes it. The league gets our stars out there. You know, it gets guys like Harper and Mookie Betts and Trout. And they get those guys out there, Acuna, you know. Those are exciting players, and they're fun to watch, and they're great athletes. So, How happy were you when the Dodgers signed Mookie this year? Oh, so happy. You know, so, so, so happy. He's a, he's a great player. He's a great team player, too. Right. And he's an amazing athlete. Watching amazing. him just – yeah. roam the outfield in the couple of home runs that he robbed and he's throwing guys out at the plate and he's stealing bases, right? You take it back to that one of those World Series games where the Dodgers are struggling yeah. and uh, he beats out a leadoff, <clears throat> a leadoff, uh, actually to lead off the game. He beats out a ball to third base. Hits a ground ball to third base, kind of a slow roll, beats it out. Steals second, steals third. Okay, Corey Seager's the number two hitter. Corey Seager's still at the plate. You're in business infield's, now. No, infield's in. So he, he's legged out a single. Okay, he's yep. stolen second base. He's stolen third base. Seager hits a ground ball to first, infield's in, and he beats the throw to the plate. That's an athlete right there. That's a guy that, that, that that's the speed and that's the mental side of the game, to be able to steal second and, and, and third base, to be able to get a good jump off the bat there. That's something – those are some things that you can't teach. Those are, those are things that intangibles you hear guys talk about, right? Those that it right. factor. Be able to read those balls and be able to make that – 
that quick instinct to, to go on that. Because not a lot of people are scoring on that. Not a lot of people are scoring on that. So I just think it's going to be fun to watch him. We've got him locked up for, I think, 10 or, 10 or 11 more years after this one. So it's going to be cool to have him in Dodger Stadium for, for a long time. You think the Dodgers repeat this year? I hope so, man. I think they can. I think they definitely can. I think they're probably going to yeah. make a move. Um, it, it's crazy. We didn't even have David Price this year either. So he got a whole year off. His arm should be should be healthy. And to throw him in a number three or number four spot, that's that's a pretty good number three or four spot for you right there. I think, you know, Walker Buehler's an ace. I think he's going to be a workhorse moving forward for the rest of his career. He's right. got good power stuff. And I think Kershaw's reinvented himself. He knows he's not the, the power pitcher that he used to be. He's you know, a cutter slider guy, you know, keep guys off balance. But, you know, he still had a dominant year this year. He was in Cy Young conversations. Um, I know I'm happy for Kershaw. I'm oh, happy I was so happy him. for him, man. Yeah, I really was hoping he could get a ring before he did decide to retire. I'm not saying he's retiring this year, next year, or whatever, but I was happy to see him get one for sure because those numbers he's put up throughout his career, it's, de- it's like deserving – Almost. Oh, you know? definitely. He's been one of the best pitchers of, yeah. of our generation, you know, that we've seen Absolutely. throw. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's cool to be able to for him to get that opportunity to to get a ring. And I hope we can get, you know, another one this year. I think yeah. you know, we're bringing a good core back. I we're not losing too much. My the Dodgers might lose Jock Peterson or Kike Hernandez, some role players, but those guys deserve to go out and play 162 games somewhere else. Right. You know, they're role players for us, but I'm you mentioned excited. not you mentioned not losing too much. Now there were some rumors that you guys might be shipping house for Arenado. What are your thoughts on yeah, that? Do you think that's a possibility, or that. is that just too much? Like, would you do that if you were the GM? Sorry, Nelly. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nelly. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll buy an Arenado jersey if he comes comes with plays in blue. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I saw the the they might give up uh, Corey Seager, and that's a I mean, I think when healthy. You got to see, like, this is the first offseason that he's had to get better. Every other offseason since his rookie year, he's been had to rehab from Tommy John, rehab from a leg injury or something. But this year, he wasn't didn't have to rehab. He was just, right. let me get better. And so I think he's can be the best shortstop in the game. I think he's the top five shortstop for sure. And so to lose him would be tough. But, I mean, you're getting a piece like Arenado, and he's locked up for a long, long time on that Absolutely. contract. Because yeah. so, Turner's a free agent, right? Yeah, he is a free agent. I know they're discussing yeah. having a contract with him. Yeah, uh, they're not sure where he's at. If we have the DH, I love the spot. You know, I don't know if he can. I don't know moving forward if he's going to be able to play third base every day. Right. He's had to deal with some injuries. He's 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 on the back end of his career for sure. Yeah. I but love if his we go swing. Back, what do you think about the universal DH? You think it should stay or what? What do you think? So. Funny you asked me that. I did a poll on Instagram the other day, uh, the Tailgates and Teasers Instagram, and just to see kind of what you guys thought. But it says here, debate topics you want to hear anything. Universal DH in the MLB, someone put that on there. 66% of people said, yes, make it happen. And 34% said, no, let's let pitchers hit. I personally think, I don't know, I'm a baseball traditionalist, dude. Like, I love – Yeah, as am I. I love just the fact that AL does it this way and NL does it this way. But moving forward, I think if they want to entertain the fans and get that kind of younger crowd, um, or I'm sorry, we already have the younger crowd. Kind of that, that, that yeah, middle get, section. That, yeah, that yeah, middle section. Crowd, you know, yeah. it's kind of hazy right now between like the middle, young slash middle-aged people because uh, the old people are here to stay for the game of baseball. Like they love it the way it is. But getting that young crowd to buy into the hype, uh, to, you know, speed up the game, they don't want to watch pitchers hit and strike out, bro, For to be sure. completely honest with you. 
So I think if they want for the entertainment factor going <laughs> forward, you, you put the universal DH in. But I like, I like watching. It's kind of fun, dude. I'm not going to so lie. So do I. I think it adds an element. <laughs> I think yeah. it adds the element. It gets tougher yeah. to manage an NL team, you know? Yeah. You got to worry about, oh, is my, is my pitcher coming in? to hit this this half inning do I do I let do I run him back out there or do, do I not or what do I do because it affects your lineup so I think it's tough and I think I like it like you said I'm a, I'm a traditionalist as well I like the strategy of the game and I think it's more strategic yeah. and it's harder to, to, to manage a lineup and manage a bullpen mm-hmm. um without the DH but like you said I it's a lot more fun to see a guy who's going to hit 35 home runs a year than a guy like Kershaw who's going to hit you know 117 you know, but he'll have exactly, exactly. That's the, that's sacks, what I was trying to, you know? yeah. That's the middle point that I was trying to talk about earlier was do we want 27 bombs or do we want the 115? It's like relating to what crowd more basically. Right. Correct. So yeah. That's kind of that middle ground that's hazy right now, but I don't know. What do you think about, I know this rule has been in place for a year now, but the three batter rule, because you talk about strategy. I love strategy. So I kind of liked when they had three, four guys, you know, in line ready yeah. to go yeah so you're the yes. lefty's facing the lefty the righty's coming in for two batters and then next inning we're going to go with him like mm-hmm. i personally enjoyed that but what are your thoughts on it? so did i i i liked it too yeah. that gives more guys jobs right the lefty specialist his his yeah. job is almost gone now you know what i mean because right. if he goes up and faces a righty he might give up a tank but i think it's uh i i didn't think i would like it just like i didn't think i would like the universal dh but yeah, I understand that the logic behind it and speeding up the game, especially when <clears throat> you go back to the, I keep going back to the Dodgers, but Dodgers That's Astros fine. World Series, um, the amount of pitching changes that were in those games, you know, some of those games lasted a long time. Yeah, and we talk about viewers and and viewership and all that kind of stuff. So I understand why they do it, but you know, I liked it. I, I liked it. It gives guys um, they got to compete. Pitchers got to go out there and compete. You don't get yeah. you don't get a, a freebie by you know getting bailed out by you know a lefty that's a lefty specialist is coming in and facing uh, you know lefty. You, you if as a righty you got to be able to get those guys out. So I, I didn't mind that change at first. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I think it's a good rule change, and I think that's something that should stay for sure. Yeah. All right, joining us now is Summer Rodriguez. Uh, she has her Instagram page, Create for a Cause. I'm going to have her on here to talk about it a little bit. Summer, thanks for coming on. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Of course. So just kind of, you just started this, I don't know, October, September. Talk about like what it is that you're doing, uh, the process, and just, you know, the donations that you have so far. I know you're giving back to charity and stuff. So just kind of talk about like what it is that you do with that. Yeah, so um, kind of mid-quarantine, I kind of just started messing around with a cricket machine because I was bored and I kind of just wanted to um, bring out my creative side. So I started messing around with it a little bit and um, I realized that I can make some pretty cool stuff. So then um, around October, yeah, uh, during Halloween, I started making little things for just like family and friends. And then um, I made a breast cancer awareness with just like some pink pink pumpkins as um, on the chest area and then um, some skeleton hands holding them up. So then um, I kind of just thought of the idea to donate to breast cancer and um, it kind of popped off with that because people were more inclined, obviously, if we're giving back, everyone loves that. So um, got that going. And then after that, I kind of just continued making stuff. And I kind of just realized that it'd be cool to 
kind of get that going every month. Um, so now every month I pick a different foundation that I think would be cool to donate to with the proceeds that I get from this little create for a cause, um, that I got going on and yeah, it's pretty cool. It's keeping me busy. I love doing it. I love putting things together. I love taking people's custom orders and we kind of just, it's really fun doing research, um, every month and getting excited and talking to the foundation and getting in touch with them because of course they get excited when they know that they're going to get some proceeds as well to help with specific things. So it's really cool. It's really fun. And I love doing it right now. So that's where I'm at. Let's see. Uh, December, what was the charity that you donated to and can people still order right now for December or are you kind of already looking for January? Yeah. So December people can definitely still order, um, as Christmas gifts or whatever. I'm still taking custom orders on my Instagram. If you scroll down a little bit, there is a bunch of decal options for Christmas specifically. Um, and like I said, you can do custom orders as well. I've been getting a bunch of those for people who want specific things for family and friends. And, um, for December, I'm donating to Oak Love. It's a foundation in Oakland where um, a guy named Knucklehead Santa and his elves go around <laughs> Oakland and <laughs> right. they kind of just um, get lists from families who need things and they try to get that going for those families. Then they go to house to house and deliver toys or different needs that that family needs. So I really, really love that. Um, and I actually got in contact with the head of the foundation for this month. Um, and he was saying that if we raise $300, then we would be able to give a family a computer and internet access for remote learning who can't afford to do that right now. So we've already reached that goal. So I'm really, really excited to get that going and see the family, um, and how it's going to impact them and their lives. That's awesome. Um, so real quick, give the listeners uh, where they can go to find you on Instagram. Just kind of talk about the, the handle real quick. Yeah. So the Instagram handle is underscore create for cause and then another underscore. And, um, on there you'll see just different pricing and what you can get the decals on. And, um, I'm really excited because after this month, I'm kind of looking, um, to expand what I'm putting the decals on like tumblers and totes and sweats and stuff like that, just so we can broaden everything that we're handing out so that um, we can get even more proceeds and make a bigger impact than we're already doing. But I'm already so thrilled with how much support that I've gotten and it's pretty awesome. So I'm loving it. All right. So go be sure to order your t-shirt, hoodie, sweatshirt, whatever it is from Summer Rodriguez at Create for a Cause on Instagram. There's a link in the bio, right, Summer? Or in, do they do they message you individually? What they want? Uh, oh, they can message me individually. Yes. Okay, perfect. So be sure to message her. Uh, not super expensive. It's all for a good cause. So be sure to hit up Summer. Thank you for coming on, Summer. Thank you for having me. Excited for this. All right. Hey, I think one more thing before we let her go. Yeah, I yeah. think for our fantasy Sacco, the winner or the loser, right between oh. Keenan and Sleepy, I'm gonna see if Summer can make us a Sacco sweater. And they gotta wear it and post it on our Instagram, <laughs> and I'll pay, I'll pay for it. Yeah, I'll chip in too, Cam. We because I'm gonna win the league, Drew. Oh, actually, yeah. You know what? You got you got it. <laughs> All right, so Summer, are you down for that? Yes, of course, always. 
All right. We need it to be completely ugly and embarrassing for the loser. Okay. <laughs> yes. 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 All right. You guys give me an idea and I'll make it come true for you guys. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Summer. Thanks guys. All right. So we had a request from our friend group the other day, uh, <laughs> fantasy football. We got, you know, Garrett, Brad, Nelly, yourself, myself, Brent, Noah, Will, Sleepy and Keenan, uh, you know, or Sleepy and Keenan. We'll just kind of leave those guys out of the conversation. The toilet bowl. <laughs> uh, Who's the but biggest they, loser? Yeah, they, you know, they requested us to come on or talk about playoffs the other day. Uh, so we'll do like a quick little five, ten minute segment on them real quick. We got the number one seed, Cam Trudell, in the house with, uh, shoot, five seed, myself. Um, who's winning it all? I need your prediction. Me, right dude. Now. Come on. I'm going to win. Right? Okay. I got to win. That was a stupid question. I'm riding a, <laughs> I'm riding a seven game win streak. So I got to, I, I got to, we got to keep on going streaking. But I don't know. I was looking at your team and <clears throat> your team's pretty good. Especially. I traded, I traded DK. That was the worst decision I could have done. I got OBJ. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough, uh, <laughs> that's a tough trade that you got to eat. But I was very impulsive that day. I don't know what was wrong with me. But nah, I, happens, I, but... I, I lost two weeks in a row and I was like, DK's out. You know, we had to trade, <laughs> we had to trade something, but yeah, it was absolutely stupid. Um, so what do we but, got? I mean, we you have... got, you got Chubb and, and Cook. Those are, those yeah. are two good backs. And Mike T, I mean, Drew B's could be coming back, I think next week. Um, right. Even Taysom loves to throw to him. I feel like that's all, that's the only guy he throws to. So, right. with, our, so we have... <clears throat> with us being in the PPR league, I mean, that's, that's money for you. Right. We got Garrett O'Callaghan, number two seed. Um, so let's talk matchups. We got number three, Brad Bussard, upset alert against number six, fuck COVID, Brent Bussard. Um, we have – Little brother rivalry. Little brother rivalry. We got Brent projected to win by nine points right now. The line's at nine and a half. Uh, Brent has good matchups this week. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Who's going to win? Yeah, man. Uh, Josh Jacobs being out for Brent, again, that's, that's, a, tough, that's a tough one for him. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at his lineup right now, and – yeah, he does have some <clears throat> some good matchups. I don't know yes. about the uh, I don't know about the Brandon Cooks. You know, I'm Brand. I might I might go Juju. You know, over Brandon Cooks there. Chicago, we got some right. decent corners, but yeah. uh, Brad with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey could go off for seventy, and same with Kyler. Kyler plays. Oh, the Giants right. have been in decent form. One guy that I'm worried about. The reason, I, God, dude, Brad's team is really good, but I. I love Devontae Adams, like, and Brent yeah. has him. So, and against Detroit, he could, he could have a field day. They're playing Detroit, too. That's what scares me. That's the only thing if I was Brad I'd be worried about. Um, but, yeah, dude, Brad's team's legit, too. Uh, Lockett can go off at any day that DK has an off day. He still gets six to nine targets a game. So, I mean, it's not really – Yeah, they're playing the Jets, too. Uh, so yeah, if they're they... playing the Jets. Uh, personally, I think Brent's going to win by like two points. It's going to be close just because he has better matchups in my opinion. Uh, but Brad's team is extremely good. It's fantasy. It can go either way. We both know that we were oh, the yeah, five, six seed. Flip. Yeah. So going back to. That's right. We were the five, six seed last five, year. Six huh? seed and we went all the way. Yeah. I do remember that. Uh, let's see who else we got myself and Nelly. I'm not going to speak on this. Nelly is 9.2 favorite right now. Who's winning? Yeah, how you, how you feeling going in? Are you, are you confident? Are you, are you scared? You know, you, what do you think? What do you think? Are you liking your chances or are you, are you a little timid? I'm fine. 
I mean, no. it's not, it's, it's not like I'm playing, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I just got to put the dudes in the lineup. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think I got better backs. I got MT, but I mean, after that, dude, my team is, so I don't know. I think Nelly has better matchups as well. I, I play a lot of good defense. Yeah. Nelly, uh, Rogers against Detroit. Could he could have a field day there? Yeah. Big that Ben's be, playing yeah. Buffalo. You know, Cook is going up against Tampa Bay. Chubb's going up against Baltimore. Landry's going up against Baltimore. Michael Thomas is going up against Philly. That's kind of – I'm hoping he has a big game. But mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I'm not going to really speak on it. But I think I got Nelly. I don't know. I like, I like your I chances, I got though. I think I, think uh, I got him. Your backs are really good. I think Cook could have a big day out there in Tampa. That's the way they win. They're not going to – you know, they're going to have to try to keep that offense off the field. They're going to have to run the ball with Dalvin. He's their best weapon. Uh, Thielen's a good weapon, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think their game plan going in is going to have to be let's run the ball and keep Brady off the field. So, Who I would you rather face, Brad or Brent? Touches. Who would I rather face? Yeah, Brad or Brent. Uh, I would rather face. This is big. Uh, Better watch your mouth. I know. I'm going to say I would rather face Brad. I'd rather face Brad because the idea of Josh Jacobs coming back for Brent, that, that kind of scares me a little bit. Um, mm. and, and Brad's backs are you know, he's starting Devin Booker this week, and that's a little sketchy. And he's got David Johnson where he could plug in there, but I don't know. I don't know. And Kyler, I, I don't think Kyler – Kyler's not the same quarterback he was, you know, a few weeks ago. I think he got a little banged up. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see um, how he um, plays the rest of his – and Zeke, Zeke hasn't been – you know, normal Zeke. So I think I'd rather play Brad. But I'm looking at our at your matchup because that's who I play in the next round. I'll play the winner of y'all, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I will. And so I'm actually hoping I'd like to play Nelly. I'd like to play Nelly. Hear that, Nelly? I, I, I don't really want to play you. You scared um, me. Yeah, I, I don't really want to play you. So I had – I mean, I barely beat you in the last week of the season. I mean – we had, that was that was BS, by the way. <laughs> that was terrible. I was so pissed about that. Oh my god! Yeah, I beat you god. by. I'm looking at two or not even like a point and a half. I beat you by. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because uh, that last that last minute. Uh, shout last out tr- Nick Mullins. That last drive against Buffalo. Get those trash those trash points. You know, we'll take those all day. I'll take those all day. And Josh Allen had a monster night for me with 43 points. So, that obviously helps me too. But, yeah, I'm definitely hoping to play Nelly. I'm not looking to play you. Uh, I barely got – I barely survived the first time. I don't know if I'll survive the second time. Love it. Uh, Noah Will, that was – what a way that that ended. I feel so There's some controversy in the league. A lot of controversy. I don't know. You know, if we call Will Ruiz, he 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 might have something to say for sure. He's not very happy. You know what? I don't blame him. I can't say that I blame him. You know, I can't say that I blame him. Hang on. But uh, yeah, that was a way. That was a way to go down to the very wire right there. And uh, Sleepy pulling off the win to uh, get Brent in, but without a quarterback. Sleepy didn't start a quarterback, and and right. still got the win. Right? Is that right? Right. All right, Will, I'm here with Cam Trudell, the number one seed of the Dirty Bird Bowl in 2020. We want to get your reactions on what happened last week. You are live on the podcast right now. <laughs> I'm live on the podcast. All right. 
What, what, what were your reactions, bro? Tough loss, a lot of controversy. We got to get your thoughts on this. Between my matchup, um, I was upset that Sleepy, uh, you know, didn't start the quarterback. But um, as long as justice was served, which it was, and Sleepy uh, was able to pull off the game, so I was happy that Brent, Brent ended up getting into the getting into the playoffs. So you obviously didn't get in, but you're happy the way things played out. Is that what I'm yeah. getting from you? I'm glad that they played out the way they did. All right, cool. All right. Well, well thank are you. Well, are you looking for a new commissioner next year? Are you firing Brad? Johnson dropped pass away from getting the dub. So. Hey. So, uh, rumor has it that you want a new commish next year. Is that is that true? Are you looking for maybe a new commish, or what are your I, thoughts? I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Brad's on the hot seat. Brad's on the hot seat. We have to get Brad Bussard on here. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for calling, and we will be in touch. All right. Uh, all right. Bye. Get calling uh, Joe Olvera here. Gordon, what's up? Hey, Sleepy, how we doing? I'm doing good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Hey, I'm here with Cam Trudell on the lot. You're live on the podcast right now. Uh, we wanted to get your thoughts on that final week. Was there? There's a lot of controversy up in the air. We've already talked to a few people. Uh, we wanted to get your okay. thoughts before we make this thing official and let the let the group listen to it. Okay. Um, you know, I just felt like, are you not entertained? You know, <laughs> because you know, Will and Brent, they had to hash their own thing out. But I felt like I just made it more entertaining. You know, gotta gotta let the chips where they uh, fall where they go, and it is what it is. But, I mean. So, you saw no problem with not picking up a quarterback there at the end? I didn't see a problem. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It was good. Hey, that's confidence. Trust the team in the bag. Uh, Made the trade. Made the trade for Cooper and it paid off. So, why complain? Fair enough. Hey, moving forward, um, you have Keenan potentially in the toilet bowl there. Uh, what is your thought on the Sacco, you know, are you going to win? Are you going to lose? Like, what's, what, how's your confidence? Are you going to pick up a quarterback for the Sacco or no? I'm not picking up a quarterback. Somebody's off by, so hopefully I'll let the go take me home and avoid it. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for, or thanks for picking up, Sleep. We'll talk to you soon. He's going to roll with Brady. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, it's not a bad option. It's not bad. Keenan's at work. I just text him, so. He's not gonna be able to answer. We're gonna try anyway. Yeah, go for it. See what we got. He might step out for us real quick. He ain't working. Anyways. If I'm him, I don't want to. I don't want to talk though. I'm last place. <laughs> Hello, Keenan Reardon. How are we? How are we doing? Reindeer. I'm at work right now. What's good? Hey, uh, I'm here with Cam Trudell, the number one seed of our Dirty Bird Bowl 2020. Give us yes, your sir. thoughts on the Sacco. You got Sleepy. Uh, nine versus ten, man. How confident are you in your team this week? You know, I can't say I'm confident because I haven't been able to be confident in my team the whole year. But you know what? Uh, we're a bunch of grinders. We're going to power through this one, you know. Uh, we've been dealing with adversity all year. I'd like to say it's been preparing us for this game all season, you know. <laughs> that sounds like an answer from a Chargers fan. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Hey, I'll let you get back to work. Thanks for picking up. Of course. Have a good day. All right. Bye. He's for sure losing. <laughs> oh, 100%. I, I don't like his chance. He starts the whole Chargers lineup. That's what he does. He's Absolutely. got Herbert. He's got – well, Eckler's back now. But then he's got um, Keenan Allen. And I think he even starts Mike Will, too. Okay, last guy that I want to hear from real quick. 
Garrett O'Callaghan, how are we? I'm good. How are we doing? I'm good. Hey, you're here live on the podcast right now with me and the number one seed, Cam Trudell. You're the number two seed. How are you feeling about your bye week, how the season's gone for you, and finally, who do you want to play next week? Um, you know, I'm pretty proud of my guys this year. Uh, <laughs> carrying the team. Obviously, I had a couple guys go down. Um, Kamara has definitely gone down with the loss of Drew Brees, so I'm hoping he can come back for playoff time. Um, but yeah, I honestly haven't looked at who I would play next week. I'm trying to take it week by week. Okay. But, uh, sadly, my team is projected a lot this week. They have a lot of good matchups, and I have no one to play. So, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's that's the worst. Who would you? So you have Brad or Brent? I'm excited. You have Brad or Brent? Who would you rather play between those two teams? Um, probably Brad. Um, his team has been more solid throughout the year. Um, Brent. Brent's team, honestly, with Devontae Adams and Chris Carson, Justin Jefferson, kind of scary. Told you. Um, but I wouldn't mind playing Brad, and beating Brad makes it that much better. Hey, there's a rumor going around right now that there's a new commish possibly next year. A lot of guys want a new commish. What are your thoughts on it being at the top of the league? Um, I agree. Um, there are a couple oh my God. iffy um, <laughs> trades that almost went through. Um, I'm not going to name any names. Shout out uh, me. Uh, Joshua Nelson and you, Drew Gorder, uh, did try to pull off a little. If you catch me on an impulsive day, I'll trade anybody. Super squad. Yeah, Gorder might have put a little bit of money under the table to Nelly there. No Wait, money what? under the table, I swear. Oh, I'm with Cam right now. Sorry, you can't hear him, but he said there might have been a little money under the table there for uh, Nelly if if that oh, trade yeah. went through. Yeah, so I it's all speculation and that not well. involved, but yeah. All right, man. We just want to get your thoughts. Thanks for calling or thanks for picking up. Yeah, no problem. Good luck to Cam and uh, yourself. Thank you, thank you. And I will not need it. See how it goes. All right. Thank you, thank you. Fuck it. Last call. <laughs> Who's calling now? Jake's going to hate me. He has to edit all this shit. <laughs> Shout out Jake for the edits. He might be teaching. You know, we got some teacher boys on our hands. I uh, know. Brent's not going <laughs> to. I'm going to fucking win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Bradley Bussard, how are we? What's up? All right. I'm here with Cam Trudell, the number one seed of the Dirty Bird Bowl in 2020. You are live on the podcast. Uh, we've called everybody. We want to get your thoughts on your matchup this week against your brother. Matchup match of the week, you know, I'm against Brent. 2-0 against Brent on the year so far. I like my chances. You know, he's got some big hitters with that trade he made with Cameron Trudell. Got Devontae Adams, <sighs> arguably the best receiver in the league. But, you know, I got the depth and I got the winning mentality on my team to where I think I got the edge over. All right. Uh Real quick, there's been a lot of rumor going around from – I'm not going to mention any names, but a lot of guys want a new commish. What are your thoughts on the job you've done this year, and do you think that you would want to be the commissioner again next year? Yeah, you know, you got some salty players that are trying to make some rules that just don't make sense, like changing the waiver wire to 10 a.m. to where you don't get 10 a.m. players. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. That's why the commissioner's got to be the guy that's smart and logistical. But when you got players, you know, not going to name any names who are trying to change that rule, I mean, hey, 
there's not much you can do. I mean, the facts speak for themselves. So you're putting your foot down. You're saying, I'm the commission next year. You got to be better. Hey, they got to be better. Okay. Commissioner rules are there. If they don't like the rules, address it at the beginning of the year, not in week 14. Okay. Well, Dirty Bird Bowl. Cam says fair statement. I know you can't hear him right now. Uh, He's in my headphones and you're on my actual phone. But you guys heard it there from Commissioner Brad Bussard. Uh, Thank you, Brad, and good luck this week. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, man, I think Brad Brad should be our commissioner because you know what? He does a good job. I don't want to be the commissioner. You don't want to be the commissioner. Say that one more time. Noah Padilla here live on the podcast with Cam Trudell, the number one seed. Uh, We are talking with everybody in the league. What are your thoughts on the final week of fantasy and how it went down? And give your overall thing on your team this year, your overall performance grade. Well, I was projection number one. Um, (laughs) Didn't reach my full potential. Um, A lot of the... I mean, it was mostly on management. You know, I just wasn't bought in from the beginning. Um, the heavy favorite, I'd say, is probably uh, Team Rona. You know, he has a pretty uh, pretty good group of guys on his squad. Um, yeah. The locker room just loves him. Yeah. He almost uh, lost last week to McAfee and Rush in uh, the manager, Drew Gwerder. Last second win because Josh Allen was just, you know, garbage points there. What are your thoughts on yeah. potential Drew-Cam matchup in the semis? I mean, on paper, it looks close, but there's never a doubt. Team, team Rona, just, um, they, they, their guys just have it. You know, it's one of those things where you have it, you don't. And uh, the Rona's guys, they definitely have it. Okay, so. Name, but, yeah, they're, they're definitely well-invested. Okay, so <clears throat> last week of the season, what happened? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings on how everything went down? Um, I was kind of heartbroken. Kind of shook at the same time. Uh, I was playing a team with no quarterback. <laughs> and uh, then the Tennessee Titans game happened. And um, that kind of put a damper on my uh, playoff wishes. Okay. But, you know, it's always next year. Cool. Uh, last thing, will McCaffrey be hitting the waiver wire? Uh, McCaffrey will be hitting the waiver wire, but there is a contingency. Um, they got them on me 100 bucks, Or I um, – I will find a way not to have him land on their team. Okay, so we just got off the phone with the commissioner. Uh, he's very, you know, foot down, saying that he wants to be the guy again next year. Uh, there's some rumor that guys aren't happy and they want a new commissioner. What are your thoughts? Uh, man, I don't know if he's going to be um, – he's going to have a job next year. That's, that's my honest opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of turmoil going on, a lot of collusion. Um. I don't want to name drop anything, but um, yeah, he's definitely on the hot seat for the 2021 uh, fantasy football year. All right, great well, guy. great guy, great guy, but just being a commission, you know, it's kind of one of those things that I kind of feel for the dude right now. All right, that is Noah Padilla there, everybody. Thank you for coming on, Noah, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, my pleasure, Gorder. All right, there it is. Everyone we talk to except Brent, but Brent is a man of many words, so <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, um, I think he's probably teaching our youth right now, which is kind of scary to think about, but you know, that's no. the guy teaching our youth. Brent's a smart guy. All right, Cam, thank you. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. We got our fantasy talk in. We talked baseball. Best of luck to you. 
coaching moving forward. You're going to be a hell of a coach. And thanks for coming on. Take time out of your day. All right. Yeah, man. Thank you. I, I, I really like what you got going on here at Tugget and Teasers. I, uh, I, I support what you're doing and let me know if you need anything else. I will. We are very early in the process. I'm trying to grow it. So you got to yeah, stick going, with it, man. man. It's a grind. All right. Keep going. Thanks, Cam.